Um, you know, it's just uh, been getting drunk and loaded for a long time. And um, what kept me going is it used to be a lot of fun. It wasn't always pain and misery. And then um, I hit 20 years old and it's just jail, jail, rehab, jail, rehab. From 20 to 35, it was just continuous. You know, I get out for a little bit, get some stuff back and I give it away one more time. And I always, you know, I remember sitting in jail and I'm writing all these solemn oaths. Like, it's going to be different this time. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be the dad I should be, the husband I should be. And the second I walk out of jail, all that's gone. I walk to 7-Eleven, I get, a, you know, a beer, then I'm down to MacArthur and uh, flower picking up heroin. And I go, oh, what happened, you know? And um, it was really just because I, I always thought I was God, you know, um, I was when I've tried to do the steps before and I was always asked, do you believe in God? And I just said, yes, I just wanted to get around the question, but I really didn't. And um, this time around reading the book, shit really stuck out to me. Um, you know, reading Bill's story, I can relate to him because he thought he was so important. And I thought I was important since I was a little kid. You know, it was all about money. You know, like I'm going to show the world how I'm good. And finance was my biggest thing. I can relate to this dude from 1934 who was a stockbroker and here I'm just a construction worker, you know? And then um, I read in there's a solution that uh, we forget. We forget the pain and misery and suffering a week or a month ago. You know, the almost certain consequences don't come into my mind every time I pick up. And then I read We Agnostics. And uh, this time around, We Agnostics blew my mind. You know, it's like God is everything or he's nothing. He either is or he isn't. What's your fucking choice to be? And I was like, oh, dude, I never really looked at that. Then you start reading the other shit, too, and Evie's just like, hey, a God of your own conception. However inadequate it might be, whatever, like, shit started sticking out to me. Then I get to this part in um, the agnostics where it's like pain and suffering, you know, being beaten to a state of fucking reasonableness. So I finally said, all right, I'll start praying to something that's not me. What do I pray to? Because I don't believe in Jesus. I didn't want to sit there and say, God, and I picture Jesus. So for my first year of sobriety, I prayed to He-Man. He-Man got me through my first year. The strongest man in the universe got me through it, you know? I was able to hit my knees and pray to someone. And then I started doing it, and it just felt fucking generic to me. So I asked another man, like, dude, this praying shit, that's not how I talk. I don't sit there and say, please help me. It's like, it's your God, man. Pray however you want. So I'm going to try that. All right, fucker. I don't know what's going on, but I don't want to do this. I'm sick and tired of being mad and angry. Here I am. And that's how I talk to this day with my God. You know, it's not no longer he, man. You know, I have, a, I, it's changed throughout my last three years. And, um, you know, it's uh, in the very, from the forward to the first or second edition, it says that strenuous works with another alcoholic was vital to permanent recovery. You know, strenuous, vital, and permanent. That stuck out in my head. I've made a lot of mistakes in the last three years. But the one thing I keep doing, and I honestly feel I haven't fucked up on, is I sponsor a lot of dudes. I'm always in that book with someone. I'm always there helping. Because it's like, if I'm always helping somebody, how can I forget how bad it was? You know? And that, that was a trip, and I started doing that. And this whole time, this last three years, it's been completely different. As soon as I gave it to God, and that's a trip for me. Like I have my mom and I talk about God and say, like, what the fuck, where did that come from? You know, my wife and I talk about God and that's not me. You know, and then for someone who doesn't believe in God and I start working these steps, 
and I develop a God consciousness. You know, I do the altruistic claim came for the spiritual shit, man. And my life doesn't suck no more. You know, I remember when I was like 120 days sober, just got out of rehab one more time. I go to work and my whole face got burnt with hot tar. Eyes burnt and everything. My first reaction wasn't to punch the guy. It wasn't to go get loaded. I can hear his voice on how bad he felt. I was like, dude, just get me a cigarette, man. It is what it is. That's when I knew something was working. You know, in that first year of sobriety, I got my kids back. That was a hard thing to do with the pandemic going on. I had to jump through a lot of hoops. Shit wasn't going my way, and I would get bitching, fucking complaining. Then my sponsor would say shit like, you know, remain, you know, stay humble and grateful. You know, how can, how can I be grateful when I'm doing all this? But like, I have an apartment now. I'm no longer homeless. I look at all the bad instead of the good. You know, and then having to rely upon a God, it, it was hard at first, and it got easier. You know, and uh, I've been through a lot of shit in the last three years, but my family's back. You know, and like when I made my amends to my mother this time, we're all at Chuck E. Cheese and I go, hey mom, I need to talk to you. And she's like, oh, it's that AA shit. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, yeah, mom. And I'm like, I just, what can I do to make this right? She's like, I don't fucking know her. I was like, oh, that Chuck E. Cheese, mom. <laughs> you know, she's like, I've had you. I don't, I don't fucking need you no more. You're a grown ass man. Your kids need you. I don't know what you can do to make this right. So I was like, all right, I don't have to, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you what I'm doing in AA and all that. I'm just getting my actions. I just do shit, you know? And uh, my mom calls me on a regular basis now. My mom and I are really, really close. My sisters are back in my life. Um, this program has brought a lot to me and it was just, I was fighting it for so long. You know, it says like the great obsession of every alcoholic is to drink like a normal person. That's all I wanted. I didn't want to look at I was mentally fucking retarded. I didn't want to look at that. I was different. You know, I thought I was better than most people. It's the shit that I accomplished by the time I was 21. But I was there, I was in jail. And I'm in jail thinking I'm better than all these dudes. But really, like, I was the same as all them, man. And it talks about pitiful and incomprehensible demoralization. The shit I was doing on my last fucking year of using the stuff I would never do. You know, um, I'd have my wife go into hotels and take shit, rob people, because my name was so dirty on the street. I'd tell the woman that I love to go in there, grab the shit. When you come out, I'll take care of it. That's fucking, that's, that's embarrassing to me. You know, that's shit that I would never do. But this stuff had me beaten. Like I was hopeless, man. You know, like life sucked. Life doesn't suck no more. And that's a trip. Like everywhere we, I go, like you were talking about the fellowship, right? Everyone in my life's in part of the fellowship. And everywhere we go, we have a good time. You know, I was at a wedding last night and half the people there were in the fellowship. And I'm being sexually assaulted by the 76-year-old lady. And all my <laughs> friends are just laughing their ass off. My wife is having a good time. We have, you know, my, my wife was just like, get it, babe. <laughs> And I was like, oh, this is uncomfortable. You know, and she's like, do you dance? And I'm like, no. My wife's like, yeah, he does. And I was like, oh, dude, this sucks, man. But the relationship that my wife and I have developed over the, we've been together for 11 years. And she's also in the program. We have the same sobriety date. And our relationship now is better than it's ever been. And if you guys are couples in relationship in AA, I would highly recommend, do not point out what she's doing wrong. 
you know, because it's a bad, bad. You need to do this. You need to read the book. And she's like, you need to mind your fucking business. And I sleep on the couch because I choose to, not because I have to. You know? <laughs> but it's, it's just been, it's been a journey, you know? Um, you know, the 10-step promises, we cease fighting anything and everyone, you know? I recoil from a liquor like it's a hot flame. I work on job sites with crews that are they're drinking, they're partying, and I, it's not, it's cool. We go on vacations where there's bars full of alcohol. We're having a good time. We're at the river and everyone's getting drunk and we're having, we're enjoying the moment on the boat with our wife, my wife and kids. You know, this stuff, when I, when I got to Woodland, they asked me, what do, what do you want out of this program? And the, I just, I want to be a father, man. I want to be a husband. I want to be, I don't know how to be these things. I don't. And through God and AA, I've figured out how to be a husband, how to be a father, you know, uh, a son, a friend, you know, I'm reliable. Like, I don't try to give like my ego a boost, but I, I'm a good person now, you know? I can look myself in the mirror and I'm cool. You know, I can go anywhere a free man can go. And that's all based off God and AA. A dude like me would never find God without AA. You know, it's a trip. Because I think I am God. I'm like this little demigod running, running around, screwing everything up. And every time I screw up, I have a better plan of fixing it. You know, and I'm like, oh, dude, if I just don't go to Santa Ana at 2.30 in the morning, I won't get locked up again. It's not if I just stop selling drugs and getting loaded. It's like, just don't go at certain times, you know? And it's just this, my head still comes up with stupid shit all the time. I get bright ideas, but I have a way to like, yeah, it's not, nah, dude, it's just stupid, man. And this program is just, I never thought I'd be the dude who's like, hey, hey, you know? Because, well, let me back that up. You know, the book does say we're not inspired at all times. And there's times I'm like, ah, I'm cool, man. But that's me. I don't want to do meetings. I don't want to go sponsor guys. I don't want to do shit. I'm selfish and self-centered. We do these things. And when I say me, that's me and God. When I'm sitting there trying to find an excuse not to come tonight, and I start praying, I'm like, oh, that's the shit I got to do. I was watching Lord of the Rings, and I was like, I got better things to do right now, you know? <laughs> but that's just, it's the weed thing, you know? There's a thing at Wiggling that says, none of us are as strong as all of us. And that shit sticks in my head. So my name's Eric, and thank you. All right.